0: Hello this is Theo Jazz,
1: this is Ken Romero,
0: this is Clifford, and this is episode 2
1: of the 4th Member Podcast. How are you guys doing? You know what, it feels like I haven't spoken to you guys in so long, like it hasn't been just an hour or <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: right, we've given you guys A
0: back-to-back play. episodes.
1: All the That's it, we went away for like five months and now we're saying we're back, we're going to give you two episodes, so don't say we didn't give you nothing guys. So let's go straight back into it. So, Love Island
0: season, I have no idea, has begun. And to be honest, this season, it's the winter season, and there's obviously newness in terms of presenter. Maya Jama is now presented, which is something I feel like the audience, especially Blacktour, has been asking for a long time, because rest in peace, we all enjoyed Caroline Flack as the presenter. But then Laura Whitmore just really wasn't given what needed to be given. So, Maya coming in, I feel that she's a strong fit for the show, very on-brand, and also she To so be fair, I sexy. thought she was already hosting it. Oh no, this is her first season and literally she looks sensational. Clifford, what are your thoughts on Brilliant. Maya? She she's,
2: well? she's, bring, she's bringing the energy that needs to be brought to Love Island. She's got the swag, the sass, the conversation, like, everything that Maya does is, like, what the show has been missing, like, Laura Whitmore tried to do her thing, maybe Fiat 500 were feeling it, but now I'm thinking everybody seems to be engaged after, if you go onto Twitter at the same time as Love Island, everyone's conversations are popping off, you've got the little breakout rooms, like Ashley Louise's room, etc, but yeah, this
1: year's winter... What, do they do Twitter spaces for it?
2: Yeah, yeah, they just discuss the show. Oh, nice, okay,
1: that's that's good, that's good. Uh
2: The other day, they even had someone from America who thought it was the official Love Island casting. So the people on the actual um, space decided to interview her and said, "What would make you a good person to move into the villa? Like, if you were on Real Housewives, for example, a reality TV show, what would your tagline be?"
1: <laughs> right, I see, yeah, I see. Really That's good. cool. I like, I like stuff really, like that. It
2: was really, really good. Is
1: um is this is this season given, though? Because y'all y'all know, I've said it many times on the podcast. I'm not a Love Island enthusiast.
0: Honestly I'm not really feeling it in terms of the actual main show I feel like it's very the contestants very dry Zara she gave the energy she was like the mixed race girl black mixed race
1: girl she was she popped off on some white girl called Olivia right
0: yeah and yeah yeah I
1: saw that I saw the clips of that on uh, on Shea Borough.
0: she has just she, now she's gone like the drama has deflated but it's just very flat I feel like she brought the energy I feel they were all ganging up against her and very much, she was being. she's trying to paint her in the angry black,
1: aggressive, movie. aggressive.
0: Yeah. Oh look, she's kicking off again. Oh look, she's upsetting Olivia. Olivia, the biggest player, and bitch in there. Like, mm-mm, I wasn't here for it. What's interesting is after some, which is like the post Love Island show on ITV two, is getting yeah. better rate- ratings
1: than the main show, and after- and is that the show that uh, Maya Jama actually hosts? Yeah, that's so the one that's got India on it as well, right? Yeah. yeah so like India
0: and there. there's a guy, I think his name Sam something. He was on an uh-huh. earlier season of the podcast. He was actually
2: on Made in Chelsea, which is odd. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, I don't know. He's such I a fan enthusiast on Instagram and social media, so they've asked him to basically pair up with India and they do an After Sun sh- podcast in addition to the After Sun show that's hosted by Maya Jamar. That's really interesting. Yeah, so... so them, two,
0: I think between India and Maya, the girls are tuning in because yeah, their ratings are better than the main show. And actually, rightfully so because
1: After Sun is more entertaining than the main show this year. I I just think it's it's interesting and it's a compliment really to black um, black influencers. I know that she started off India on on Love Island and then became an influencer or the other way around, however you want to see it. But my point is that like it's really good to see that. Like Love Island has been called out for being problematic from time to time, and they've actually responded to that and said, "Okay, clearly we have a problem here." Uh, you can say it's virtual signalling and call it out, but at the same time, I do think it's great that they're crediting their black their black cast members and giving them those opportunities. Because I remember when there was that drama, I think between between last season and this season, probably why we didn't talk about it was when um, they were try they like. India's fans were kind of campaigning for her to get the Pretty uh, Little Thing uh, yes. endorsement. And it really shows that like black Twitter, even black British Twitter, we 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 could be influential and we could be powerful and we can put people in the positions that need to be. But um, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to see that like there's some representation there. But are they actually, so the black couple that are in it, cause there is a black couple, right? Yeah. Uh, what are they saying? Mm, ca- to be honest, I think they're actually a
0: favorite this year. Kind of, I feel like they are a strong couple. I don't think they're as strong as previous couples. They're not giving me like Dammy and India in terms of I like them, I ship them. It's just yes. more the fact they are together. And I think because Shaq, he's the guy. He stands up to the other guys in there. He will tell them about themselves and tell them like you are treating her like sh- shit, basically. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of it's kind of new to the audience seeing a man actually. Yeah. Um, hold his boys accountable.
1: Yeah. So he's but, actually. But do you think he's doing that for um for clicks and likes though? 100 oh, yeah? percent. I think
0: he's yeah. Yeah. he's doing yeah. black love, holding the men accountable, and let me l- let this be my ticket to the final, basically. That's yeah, I feel advice. like
1: he's probably and and again I've not watched. I'm outside of looking in. But it sounds very much like he's read Twitter comments and the Twitter threads and stuff and said, Okay, this is the this is the make it to the final starter pack that I need to do. I need yeah. to link up with someone, I need to hold her down, I need to defend her when other people are talking about her. So we will see if they end up being another dummy in India who are do doing big things. I see them all over like every podcast, mm-hmm. all over socials. So people are really loving them. And I would love to see them become like a kind of because we don't have a UK black standard couple, kind of, yeah. power couple. in terms it's of it's like that. that. Yeah, like, like that early 20s. Molly and, that yeah. yeah, like it would be good to see that. It would be.
0: Clifford, do you think Shaq and Tanya are real? Or do you think it's kind of...
2: To some extent, like, it's yeah. almost like there's not enough going on inside of the villa. But everybody else in couples are like shambolic. They're literally just like changing, like switching partners like it's a wife shopping show. Like no one wants to just settle down and get to know everybody. A lot of the other couples or parents are giving basic. Once they did have that bombshell Zara who was shaking things up and giving the television goal that need to be had, producers allowed for her to get voted off. I slightly think that she must be on ice, not actually left. <laughs> a living like the living guardian for Casa Amor until they go live because I'm hearing that on another like international love island, they had that where they thought someone like a really good contestant had left, but they had just gone to come back into the show later on. So I'm hoping they preserve her because she was giving everything. Like she was she was beautiful, she had the banter. Like when she found out that Ellie had kissed Tom, yeah, who she was partnered up with, she couldn't even hold that for a second. She was like, nah, let me go to Olivia real quick. And you that's the kind off. of energy we want. We want chaos on the show. We don't want just some kumbaya, like, oh, like, i look into your eyes. I can see a future with you. Or like, oh, like, I woke up and I looked at you and I'm buzzing. Like, just this basic conversation. Well, you know
1: what's wild, yeah? I read something. In you saying that, I read something where, um, I think it was on Instagram, and apparently Dami had said that, not Dami, uh, is his name Shaq, you said?
2: Yeah.
1: Shaq said to, what's the girl's name? Tanya. Tanya, Tanya that he loved her. And they've been around each other for three weeks. Yeah, two weeks at that point. Two weeks. Listen, I've been seeing the same person for four months, and I said that shit. So (laughs) I'm like, wow, okay. You know,
2: Um, it's a pressure cooker. It's a different environment. You're living with each other 24 seven. You don't even need to go to work. You don't need to buy groceries. You just need to live for each other, like. That's the lifestyle. And also
1: they know, like, they, they, it, how many years into the show, like, they know what the, the storylines are going to pay off for them. They know what the people so are. So they're definitely going to play off for it. He gives a bit of simp a little bit, though, because,
0: like, there was a challenge where the girls had to kiss all the boys blindfolded, and Tanya won. And the fact that she won, he was pissed, like, how dare she do this? She disrespected
2: me. It's like, it's a game, it's a challenge. She had to do it. Like, do you mad- want to lose? It's a double standard because all the guys had to kiss the girls as well. So he did exactly the yeah. same thing. So why are you asking her to be accountable for a game that she didn't want to participate in? Producers are great. He did exactly the same thing. So it might come back to bite that he's being this moral high ground guy and calling guys out for perceived misogyny. But then he wants to call Tanya out for having a good time and enjoying the show.
1: This is it.
0: But right now, I don't think there's a clear winner. I don't think there's anyone who's gonna like be the next. I Even though Dami didn't win, but obviously they still together. They're still get India's still getting all the endorsements. I don't see a clear winner right now. I don't see a Dummy in India. I don't see a um, Ekin Su and Davide. I don't see a and obviously they were a slow burner them too because they were quite at odds. For a while, and um, but then the public liked them and wanted them to win. So are I don't see any- are
1: they still together, by the way?
0: I think so. Yeah, I've seen that okay. they're still together, well as far as we know, and also there's not like another Tommy Fury and Molly may. may No, so I think it's still early days. But speaking of Molly Mae and Tommy. Congratulations to them! They just welcomed a baby girl. I think was it last week, baby Bambi. Baby Bambi. And when I think of that name, I just think of Love Hip Hop, the Bam. But um...
2: <laughs>
0: well done to them. I think it's he's actually got a.
2: Sorry, it's a cute name. I don't know why people are like at odds about. It. It's just a name, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah. It's a bit more than just a name, like. Yeah. But you know what? She's. They are in that celebrity bracket. You know, celebrities name their kids all kind of wild things, and they really have made it like their millionaire status at this point, I think. Yeah. So they could probably like their child is never gonna have to work a reg- a quote unquote regular job. So let Bambi do her thing. EF, yeah, Bambi. We... Fury. I'm sure the domain's already
2: reserved, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that handle, that insta handle has
0: been reserved and verified, I'm sure. But he's actually got a boxing match against, well, it's long awaited because it's been rescheduled so many times, a um, boxing match against Jake Paul later this month. What um, do you think the outcome's going to be there?
1: I I, God, I hate to say this, but because Jake Paul has actually done really well in his fights, although it's questionable whether, like, you know, there's stuff going on behind the scenes there. I think so. But regardless, I think he's going to win. I actually think Jake Paul's going to
2: really, win. I don't. I think Tommy Fury is going to win. Like a professional boxer versus an influencer who's just taken a shine to boxing. It's like, is he in the same bracket of KSI as well? Like he's winning all his He
1: is. No, he definitely is. But he's won, I think, two of his his boxing.
2: We'll see. Like he can
1: actually box. Like I'm no expert, but I've watched videos of him and I'm like, Oh, he's actually thorough about this. Like he goes through the training. He's okay. got the body for it. He's won a couple of matches. The reason why I said it's questionable in terms of like, I think some of his matches, they, right. they his opponent through, yeah, through the match essentially and probably got paid off. But, and that's why I feel because to, like Tommy's obviously an influencer himself, money comes before anything else. You get me? They're always chasing the bag. So I could definitely see them having like a little deal on the side where it's like, okay, we'll pay you X amount if you go down in like the fourth round or something like that.
2: A family legacy. Yeah, I think that's a So I don't know if he's going to just throw it for clout for some extra money. I think he's already got the money he needs. His brother's already like made it. He
1: ain't got Jake Paul money. He ain't got Jake Paul money. No,
0: I think as well, like, Tommy's got a lot more to lose because obviously he's got that family name Mm -hmm. and that reputation. But also, I think he's going to be pissed as well because I think Jake Paul actually actually revealed to everyone that Molly had given birth to their baby. Mm -hmm. He was the first person to break it. So that could give him that extra push to come back and literally wanting to beat the out of him.
1: Well, here's the thing. like I know like when when fights are coming up, like boxers will go back and forth and they'll like make little comments and that kind of thing. And obviously tries to rile up their opponent. But it's like, obviously Tommy has something big to think about It's his first child. So, so he probably got a lot on his foot and that's another reason why I think like he might actually lose because he's got so many things on his mind right now. I don't know if fighting Jake Paul is really a priority to him like that. Like I'm sure he's trained, but I don't know if mentally, like physically, he might be ready for it, but I don't know if mentally he's ready to do it. Switching gears a little bit. Obviously, it's the beginning of the year, but this is the time we obviously spoke about it in the first episode where we've got Beyonce's uh, concert coming up very soon, her tour even. And there's loads of other festivals that have gone live. So, guys, what festivals are we going to this year? What have you paid for? What are you looking for? What are you not going to?
2: Well, I'm looking at Mighty hoopla and I think it's got a Kelly Rowling headlining. So that's looking like it needs to be a dead certification. I think it's Khalees going to be. Oh, Yes.
1: Yes, yeah, Khalees is there as well, for sure.
2: We've got London's best festival, Wireless, I think, or like official London festival. But the lineup. Wait, was you
1: saying that ironically? Because London's best.
2: Well, I think it seems to have got the title because what happened to all the other ones? Like, love that. Bob- who? Who said that? It's, it's London's most popular festival, I think, of all time.
0: I, that- I think it didn't have that title, but this year's lineup. It don't deserve it because yeah. I don't know how you go from Hardy, Megan, um Scissor, Summer to the lineup this year. That yeah. basically headlining this year is Playboy Carty, Travis Scott and D Block Europe. Other names there will be Lil' Uzi, Heady One, Flo, the Girl Group, the British Girl Group.
1: Yeah, um, they're on day two, I think.
0: Glorilla, I guess that's another name that people might want to see. Ice Spice. Lato. Lato I would want to see. Claire, oh, I for guess.
1: Sure, for I sure, for sure. I oh, want to yeah. see,
0: but are they really gonna make the make everyone run out and purchase tickets? Uh, I don't yeah, think...
1: I feel like with with last year's one, the reason why it was so big and it had such a great lineup because obviously we hadn't had wireless the year before that, and I think the year before that as well yeah covid um i could be wrong but I, and we, we there was at least one year obviously we didn't get wireless because of the lockdown and stuff so a lot of the artists that were supposed to be at that previous one now confirmed for the next one and they were probably like oh yeah i'm definitely going to come to this because it's a big audience for them it's a big payout for them uh this year i was looking at the lineup and like you feel i was like yeah this is not this is not giving it's not making me excited there are definitely people that i want to see flow i think is great um they're an amazing group i would love to see them live um you know if we was having this conversation a couple years ago i would have said travis scott definitely but after that my list at coachella if you think i'm going anywhere that guy is headlining you are sadly <laughs> you are sadly mistaken so yeah that was a, a, a big question mark for me and then honestly like i say this all the time you guys have probably heard me say this like i feel like no disrespect to any of the younger listeners, but I feel like Wireless is like students' first festival. Yeah, it's like oh, I get paid my my bursary or whatever the case might be. I'm gonna pay a little something on Wireless. Like I feel like it's more for that age bracket. Um, for me, I don't want to go to no festival where I feel like I'm in the older ten percent of yeah. the, the people there. Yeah. Listen,
2: when I was um, of... when I was
0: there last time. I heard people talking about applying for UC- you via UCAS to uni, and yeah. I felt old as yeah. anything because I was just like, "What on earth?" I'm yeah, thirty absolutely old. not. I think I was thirty. But yeah, this summer I was like, "I was like, I'm thirty years old." And I'm hearing people talk about UCAS. Like, UCAS. Hey,
1: UCAS. UCAS. Yeah, because these guys yeah. are
0: eighteen, and I'm here like I'm literally an uncle at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then even with the lineup, like a lot of the the artists there you could tell they're catering to that audience. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying for me, I don't know if wireless is the move for me anymore. I felt even that way, well, I didn't, I felt that way last year in terms of the audience that was there, in terms of the lineup, I was down for it, but it was just like two last minute for me and I didn't go. Obviously you guys went and it was amazing, but yeah, they, they haven't, they haven't carried that forward this year. Uh, Mighty Hoopla, like Clifford said, for sure. I think it's going to be a movement this year. Uh, it's mad because actually that weekend, so that week even, Beyonce, Mighty Hoopla, and Cross the Tracks are all like within that week, starting from the 28th up until the third. I think Beyonce's yeah, second yeah. date is the third, isn't it? So it's going to be a lot and it's going to be a lot of money, guys. It's like. Oh, I, I think as well, do
0: you guys think that the UK needs a new festival that kind of caters to?
2: 25
0: to 35 demographic. Like, don't lovers and friends in America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, that's the solution.
1: Yeah, so I feel like with a lot of the festivals, it's going to be really expensive. I mean, Beyonce is already like 150 something. Um, Wireless, if you're going, is like 70 something pounds. Across the tracks, I think the tickets are around 70 pounds as well.
0: That is deceptive as well,
1: because on that website,
0: it's like, tickets from £10, you click on the link, and it was like £60. I was like,
1: you know right?
2: What?
0: £10
1: thing. where? Yeah. £10 when? Listen, they knew what they was doing. But um, at least the, the good thing is, like, it's good to even be, be able to say, look at all these festivals that we are able to go to, because for the last two years, yeah. obviously, we didn't have that. So that's the main reason why I'm, like, I'm really proactive about it. I know for sure the ones that I want to go to. What happened to Lovebox? Because I ain't heard nothing about that. That's
2: what I'm saying. It just I think really it's done. um Lovebox. You know, I never actually went to it either. Jan Carnival. I think I
1: went to it in 2017.
2: Lovebox. I went for Anderson Pack and who else was it? Um, the internet. And it was really, really
1: good. Um, Anderson Pack and Next Worries are performing across the tracks. That's one of the main reasons why I want to go. So there's that. There's also Garish Nation, Defected, What's Carnival,
2: Fifty First State. Is that still happening? Or
1: yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything about this year, but um, I'm going to Afro Nation.
2: Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, what
1: when are you going? Here. What dates that? Um, it is the end of June, June 28th, and That's it's in Portugal. Portugal this year. Oh, wow. I'm, yeah. See, I'm, out I'm... of the country.
2: I'm...
0: Hmm? I'm out of the country that day, so I'm away during that time as well
1: okay gonna... okay i'm super excited for it like my bedroom went to the last one and said it was a movie he said it was one of the best holidays he's had so we were like should we go because obviously they were supposed to do it again last year and then there was the madness with the tickets because mm-hmm. every time i mention that i'm going to a people are like are you sure it's actually gonna happen it's going to happen I, listen it's gonna happen because i pay my money who's on the lineup? I know 50 Cent is supposed to be there. D Block is supposed to be there. It escapes me right now, but it's a very, very good lineup. And yeah, I had to make sure I got my VIP tickets because we're getting older and we can't be slumming it and waiting. Around in the crowd this year, guys, listeners, for sure, we, we weren't able to do all of this for like two years. So make sure you enjoy. And don't be like me in previous years where like you have these conversations with your friends and everyone's like, yeah, I'm on it. And like, The conversation doesn't move forward. And then two twos is like a week before the festival. They've got their tickets and you don't. I ain't trying to be that guy this year. This year is going so fast as well. Like we're already in
0: February. Like tonight is the Grammys. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like it was like five seconds ago where we were talking about nominations. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was five minutes ago. We were talking about last Grammys.
2: This is it. Yeah.
0: I feel like time is just speeding up. But speaking of the Grammys, what are your predictions, guys? Who do you think is taking home album of the year? So there's, of course, Beyonce Renaissance is nominated. I yeah, think Lizzo's is. also nominated. Harry Styles for Harry's House. Harry, um, be I think Coldplay are nominated. Mary J. Blige is nominated. Um, so there's a, quite a big number of kind of big acts.
1: I think... I think Beyonce has a good chance, mainly because they, they snubbed her for lemonade, where everyone thought she was deserving. So I think she has a good chance this year. Coldplay, White Men, strumming guitar, Grammys love it. So there's always a good chance for that. They have a lot of respect for Mary as well. So I think she has a good chance. I don't think Lizzo is even in the conversation, to be honest with you. We forgot as well, Adele's also nominated. Okay, yeah, Adele's going to sweep everything (laughs) there. Okay.
2: Grammys loving Adele. But there was
0: actually, did you... Did you guys read the Variety article yesterday? And um, Variety basically interviewed a number of Grammy voters and asked them their opinions for Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, etc. And mm-hmm. if you really read it, there was a lot of microaggressions about Beyoncé in the article. They were no, like, no. "Oh yeah," and um, I can't remember which act they were talking about for this accolade but they were basically saying oh yeah there's only three people who produced on this record there's not 80 people recorded and recording on this album so
1: we think this one deserves to win so lots of shade and underhand okay so they're letting us know what what time it is when it comes to the voting but um with the r&b category specifically so best r&b performance we have beyonce for virgo's groove uh here with me by Marie j blige and Anderson Mm -hmm. pack um, I'll be honest. I don't even think I've heard that song. Hours and hours with money long, which was like a really big song last year. Over by Lucky Day, and hurt me so good by Jasmine Sullivan. Love Jasmine, but that song kind of came and went for me. Okay. So out of that, out of that category, there's only best one best R&B performance. Who would you give it to? Beyonce.
2: No Beyonce. Beyonce.
1: Beyonce. No other way about it. Yeah, what
2: are you saying? Is it
1: is that R&B song or? Vocals. No, that's R&B performance. Performance. For a new for a new vocal or instrument or R&B recordings. That's definitely
0: Virgo's groove. I don't think anyone else has captured that kind of, um, especially towards the latter half of the song, in terms mm-hmm. of the bridge. I don't think anyone's tackled yeah, a song true. that way.
1: I will say, though, Money Long's song was like, Hours and Hours was everywhere. But I think for r and B song, that would
0: should potentially win okay but you don't In think it's right.
2: okay, yeah. that's that's anything new i think it's quite classic to the genre but it's not as a record it's not giving anything production-wise that you okay somewhere.
1: all right so we have best traditional r&b performance which is uh four new vocal instrument or traditional r&b recordings the nominees are do for love by snow allegra Keeps on Falling by Babyface and Ella Mai. Plastic Off the Sofa for Beyonce. Around Midnight by Adam Blackstone featuring Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, this is a hard one. And Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. What are we saying?
2: I think Good Morning Gorgeous, I'll start with that. It's just like a beauty shop, shop song. It doesn't really give me like winning a Grammy for that, to be honest. Okay. And then Plastic Off the Sofa, I think is a standout track on Renaissance, but obviously I'm biased. I think. Agreed. And then, no, but
1: I actually feel like it's one of the better songs on it, an already good it's album. One of my favorite.
2: album, Even though it doesn't really fit with the whole aesthetic of Renaissance, it's a it's a, yeah. You know what I mean, vocally. Uh, what would other?
1: Keeps on falling by Babyface and LMA, and Do for Love by Snow Allegra.
2: Do for Love, I think, is out there, but I, that's heavily like sampling. What's that track that he samples?
1: Does it? Sound? It probably does. Yeah. To be fair, um, uh, I um... go on. Sorry, you didn't actually say I one.
2: It heavily samples a song that is like popular already, so I don't think that it should get a unique opportunity. Oh, I
1: see. Yeah. I see
2: that interpretation. What
1: about you?
0: I see, I would go for Plastic off the over
2: personally.
0: Yeah, and I feel like Beyonce has this kind of tendency to always sweep the R and B. Um, categories that she's dominating. Very much so, yeah. Playing Devil's Advocate, though, again, I think Babyface is also a Grammy darling, in a sense, where he, like, think about when he he and Tony Braxton had their albums.
1: Oh, yeah. They they got Grammys
0: for those. So, I think it's either between Beyoncé or Babyface and LMA.
1: I think you're right. I think if we're going by what I would like to see, or who I would like to see with him, Do For Love by Snow Allegra. I love that album. I love her as an artist. But who I think is going to win, Plastic Off The Sofa is one of the more popular songs on the album. Um, and I, like you said, to Theo, your point, because Beyonce usually, because they might not want to give her album of the year, they'll probably give her everything else in the R&B categories. Yeah. So she has that and it's Beyonce. Yeah, Plastic Off The Sofa, I think, has a very good chance. And then we have R&B songs. We Have coffee by Beyonce, good morning, gorgeous, hours and hours. Oh my god, pretty much the same, yeah, it's pretty much the same, um, as the traditional coffee. Uh, good morning, gorgeous, hours and hours, hurt me so good by Jasmine, and please don't walk away by PJ Morton. Coffee is winning that one. That coffee is winning that one it down, is. It is. it's done. Hours and hours would be a- but because, because. They love to award like the struggling artist kind of archetype. And I think uh, Money Long represents that because she was Priscilla Renee before and then she went away for a while and she's come back. I think because she's known for being a songwriter, she has a better chance against Beyonce in this category than she does in the other ones. We've also got the best progressive R&B album, Operation Funk by Corey Henry, Gemini, Ra- Gemini Rights by Steve Lacey, Drones by Terrace Martin, Starfruit by Moonchild, Red Balloon by Tankin and the Bangers. I'll be honest, I think I've heard Steve Lacey's album and a bit of Terrace Martin's album. So I can't really judge that one. Okay. Best RB and b album, um, Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary, Breezy by, oh my God, really? Breezy, Breezy? next. <laughs> <laughs> uh Black Radio 3 by Robert Glasper, Candy Drip by Lucky Day, and Watch the Sun by PJ Morton. Those are all actually really good albums except and, for Chris Browns. Um I'm gonna say Robert Glaspers. What about you?
2: I'm gonna say Lucky Day.
1: That was a good album.
2: It was incredible. And, proper, proper proper British, and it is a proper RB album. Do you know what I mean? It's not got some um, nuance I want to do folk or I want to do a bit of like hard house or something like usher's doing it's a really like r&b album through and through great vocals
0: i'd not give it to mary mary yeah Yeah. not that i think it deserves to win necessarily but i feel like she is a legend and i feel that is the kind of category where she could maybe win one this year
1: okay that's fair that's fair that's fair (laughs) And then, well, yeah, that's the that's the R&B category. So yeah, the Grammys are tonight. Good luck to all the nominees. Beyonce is attending the Grammys. There is confirmation. Yeah, uh, yeah, whether yeah. she'll be performing or not is a different matter. But oh god, man, we need something. Like I, I feel like I'm getting my Beyonce itch now. Like I need more. I need more stuff. I need more looks, more photo shoots, more music, more performances. So yeah, I really hope she does. Um, she does perform a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I feel like a lot of black
0: women are getting a lot of love this over the last year. So I feel like when we look at the Oscars and we look at um, the Golden Globes, Angela Bassett, she had she's won now for her role as Queen Ramonda in Black Panther. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of Oscar buzz as well. She's nominated for the Oscar. And I feel like she could win it. And I'd love to see her win it as well. I love Marvel as well. We all do, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think it would be great to see her win the role, but also I'm just really happy that at her age as well, she's finally getting that recognition maybe that she was neglected Denial. of earlier. In
1: yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I remember when I watched Black Panther 2, I I liked the film, but the standout was really her performance. And I remember thinking that and thinking she could get an Oscar for this, or she's worthy of getting an Oscar for it. But because it's a Marvel film, I don't know. Like there's, there's yeah, yeah, you're not really respected a lot of the times. But um yeah, I'm really happy for her. Um she was nominated way back in the day, over 20 years ago for um, What's Love Got to Do with It? Mm. The Tina Turner, Tina Turner biopic. And she did not win. So it would be amazing for her to win all these years later, for real.
2: Most deserving.
1: And Angela Bassett is obviously not the only queen that's been like really getting her flowers recently. Shirley Ralph has had a moment. She was nominated and won a Golden Globe Award for her performance on uh, Abbott Elementary. I don't know if you guys actually watch that show.
0: Yeah, yeah I do.
1: I haven't actually watched it, but I've watched so many clips on YouTube that I feel like I've watched the whole season one, and most of season two as well, so I know what happens. Yeah, she was nominated for a Golden Globe and it's so amazing to see her get that in her the later part of her career, similar to Angela Bassett, obviously we know her as being Moesha's mama way back in the day so yeah, so it's it's good to see that like, but she's been doing her thing for like almost, whoa, I was going to say 30 years it's actually a lot longer than that because she was in the original Dreamgirls yeah production when it was in theater so she's doing amazing things she's a jamaican woman she's an auntie so like shout out to her doing her thing as well and hopefully i really hope this is like uh like a renaissance within her career that she could kind of come back and start doing other roles as well that'll be really good to see oh so guys next week well a little over a week, it's Valentine's
0: Day. What are your guys' plans? Have you got a boo this year? Like, what is going on? Let everybody know. Romero, I think it would be great if you start.
1: <laughs> I actually hate you. Um, yes, so I'm I'm booed up and paid up this Valentine's Day. Um, yes, yeah, so it's 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 kind of interesting because like I'd forgotten how much kind of effort that Valentine's takes when you're in the earlier stages of like your relationship or, you know, your situationship, whatever the case might be. So like, I was gonna, because between work and private life and all the rest of it, it's it, it, I didn't really have time to kind of plan things. And um, I realized, yeah, it's gonna take a lot more time than I probably originally thought. So yeah, that's, that. it's different. It's different in a good way, obviously, but um, yeah, it's a, also an expense. Uh, but I'm happy for you. I'm
0: pleased to see you in this new phase and this new relationship. Uh-huh. I feel you. You're definitely. You definitely seem happy in this. And I think this is actually the first time I've seen you made up. I've known you for a minute now, and mm-hmm. this is the first time I've seen you properly bade up, up, so up. So
1: yeah. What about <laughs> um, you? What you um? What are the plans for Valentine's this year? Um. So after
0: the whole. Discovering now is a side chick situation.
1: By the way, there's going to be a whole episode where we like go into detail about this, but for now, (laughs) we're just giving you like like, the cliff notes.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: At first, I was like,
0: you know what? I'm going to be by myself forever. That's it now. I can't Mm -hmm. deal with this. But at the end of last year, I met somebody, and you know what? So far, so amazingly good. And I feel like, yeah is going in a very great direction so
1: yeah i i hope uh valentine's is nice for everyone involved Clifford, do you want to tuck in i don't have no
2: valentine's so i'll be scrolling (laughs) looking for that hey what are you doing do you want to come over yeah definitely i'm trying to secure the beyonce tickets so my deadline aim is to have them before valentine's day if not listeners (laughs) some tickets i'm here my dms are open I will not be doing anything significant on Valentine's Day. You don't know what's going to happen in the next week. Who knows? I'm open to it. Never never. say I'll provide an update next episode. Can you imagine? I just went to buy some planting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so from us to the listeners, uh, we want to wish you a happy Valentine's Day, whether you're spinning out with your bae uh that man that you really should not be spending it with all by yourself <laughs> we wish you a lovely lovely day and also we're back the third season continues to support us there's going to be so much more content so much more engagement and continue to follow us on the following socials we've got the fourth member podcast on spotify you can also find us
0: on twitter at fourth member pod and instagram at fourth member
2: keep an eye out for our next episode Have an amazing Valentine's Day and stay safe.
1: Bye. Bye.